Hi, this is John J. Wiley. We've got a very special episode of the Law Enforcement Today show. We are broadcasting remotely from the Federation for American Immigration Reforms Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event in Washington, D.C., doing it outdoors. We are on the top floor overlooking the U.S. Capitol building at 400 East Capitol Streets. And this is where the Fox News is, NBC News, Spectrum News, a bunch of other ones. So we've got lots of great guests for you with interesting stories talking about how they've been impacted by the immigration border crisis and much more. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Got a very special edition of the Law Enforcement Today show. We are broadcasting from the Federation for American Immigration Reform's annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. I'm one of 70 radio shows here, and we are broadcasting from 400 East Capitol Street in Washington, D.C., on the top floor overlooking the United States Capitol building. We're outdoors, so you're going to hear some background noise. It's actually a pretty cool environment, to tell you the truth. Special guest today, and this is one of those really tough interviews, tough subjects to talk about, and a lot of them are in the Law Enforcement Today show. Deborah Elkins is our guest. Deborah, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Very much appreciated. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about a really unfortunate situation, and I always feel very uncomfortable. I'll be honest with you. Years of police work taught me to listen to people, to hear their stories, and that's what I try to do with this show. But I always feel a need to say something like, I'm sorry. And that, that stuff is weak. It doesn't doesn't change anything. But deep down, I'm sorry you and your family went through this. Your son, Aaron Josh Hampton, Joshua Hampton, uh, known as Josh, was shot 23 times and killed while sitting himself at a friend's house by an illegal immigrant. And there's really no easy way to talk about this. No, there isn't. I mean, and and let me tell you, it, it, I appreciate your sympathies. I have learned to tell who is real and who is not yeah. when they say that. And I really appreciate this group from FAIR. They have all, they're all very sincere. There's some great people here. There yeah. really are. The radio people are phenomenal. We've had sheriffs on. We've had other angel families on. And, and by the way, pass the word to other angel families. We couldn't connect this event. They can do a call-in interview yes. uh, for the Law Enforcement Today show. I really want to provide a platform for people to tell their stories. Yes. And your story, as tragic as it is, and I'm not going to say I understand. I'm not going to say the things that, and let's get this right out of the way. People say all the time, well, there's some closure. There's no, no such there's thing not. as closure. No, there's not. And my father, he died of natural causes of cancer, I think, 25 years ago. I tell people, it doesn't get easier. You just get more used to it. I don't know how to describe the nightmare that you and your family went through. I have two daughters that are adults, and I couldn't imagine it, and I don't want to imagine it. 
Yeah, you know, and, and it is difficult. People are forever telling me, oh, I understand. There is no way, and I wouldn't want anyone to understand what we have to deal with on a daily basis. And you can't have closure because it is now three years almost, and we're still in court every month. Every month I have to go back and rip the scab off and look at this loser in the courtroom. And there, there is no closure when every month it gets ripped back open. And until that man is sitting in a federal prison, and I know he's never going anywhere else, and I had no body. I had ashes. He shot my son three times the first time he came in. He walked in the front door and opened fire, shot him three times and left, and then came back and shot him 26 more. And killed someone that was standing in the door trying to protect him while they called 911. And killed Stephen Marler as well. And all because some drug dealer was angry. And so she lied to this guy and said, my son was her boo. And said, you know, he done me wrong. So this guy claims that's why he killed him. However, the next day he turned around and killed her because she was mourning my son too much. Here's the thing as a cop that I tell people, it didn't matter what walk of life the victim was in. Uh, no one has a right to murder somebody. That's right. Uh, and the impact on their families is devastating. It doesn't matter. It's rippled. It, it doesn't matter where they came from. No. But the excuses that these drug dealers, and I'm glad, I'm so glad you called him a loser and not his name. I, I, I will not. Good. I personally have a thing. I, I don't believe not. in giving killers and I hate talking about Congress, the con men in Congress, I hate giving them a platform to put their name out there. Absolutely. So I don't do it. Um, nope. And I'm glad you didn't. I'd rather talk about you, your family, and Josh. So how did you find out this happened? Well, actually, Josh, we had turned into the Tough Love family, and his fiance had done that as well. And that was what encouraged him to finally get clean. So he was in a program and was being successful. I saw him for the first time the Saturday before his death on Thursday. I saw him for the first time completely clean in three years. And he was talkative. He was clear-eyed. He was, you know, everything was on target. And he was having dinner with his little boy the next day. He, you know, his little son was only two and a half at the time. And he and his fiance were planning to get married the next Halloween. I mean, his life was on target. And he even asked me, he said, do you think it would be okay if I went to church with Grandpa tomorrow? And I thought, what? And I said, well, sure. Sure, go ahead. And I thought, if he shows up, we'll be surprised. He was sitting there waiting for my dad when my dad got there. And my dad was just shocked. He couldn't believe. And, and he sat there, and he even took communion that Sunday. And I said, he knows what that means. He knows what that means. He was, he was sincere in his change. He was sincere in getting his life together. And he had tried other times, but there wasn't that sincerity there. And it was the grace of God that allowed us, everyone in the family was able to see him that week clean. His That's brother perfect. saw him 
Uh, we saw him. Um, he and his brother were both adopted. They were drug babies. And so they were adopted and had that lineage. They had a struggle from birth. From birth. For people who don't know, you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably get some inkling. I've been sober almost 30 years now. And for people that have loved ones in their family or in a relationship, if they have drug and alcohol problems, don't give up on them. Uh, life right. can get better as long as they're breathing in and out there's That's hope right. and it doesn't matter how many times they struggled and fell it, right. it, eventually sometimes they, they they find a path forward so don't give up on them and i love the tough love approach having said that you had to make a conscious decision that his issues uh, were impacting your life yes the, you had and his to, sons and his sons as well but then he wound up in a situation where he was shot and killed by, and there's no sugarcoating this, an illegal immigrant. Yes. That was involved in a drug game. Absolutely. And people need to understand, when we talk about the border crisis, we're not talking about people coming here seeking a better way of life. My grandparents no. immigrated from Ireland at 16. Right. They just turned 16 and they had the money in their pocket and, and no safety blank. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the cartel-controlled drug gangs, fentanyl, methamphetamine, the violence, and it goes all over the United States. It's yes. not confined to the border. Yes. People can't seem to understand that. They hear, oh, you must be a racist, or you must oh, be this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got oh, nothing yeah. to do with that. No, it doesn't. And I have friends, um, ethnic group, different ethnic groups, some have turned away from me because they claim that I'm a, you know, whatever now because I'm a Trump talking head. You know, they, they call me different names because I'm fighting for this. And I said it has nothing to do with who's in office right. in that regard because someone killed my son and he needs to be dealt with. And I am letting you know this is happening 25 times right. a day right now. Right. And your child could be next. That's the thing. See, the number one obligation for government, any branch of government, is to protect your citizens. Mm -hmm. Protect Should the be. people. And it's, it's, all we're asking people to do is just do your job. Right. You can't be successful all the time. I couldn't save everybody. Look, I understand that. I came into police work with all the idealism. I was going to change the world. I was going to make a difference. And, you know, I paid for it. Mm -hmm. Physically, mentally, I paid for it. You didn't ask for this. That's and right. you're paying for it physically and mentally as well. And that's not just you, your entire family. Yes. And if people have an issue with that, you didn't volunteer for this. That's right. I, it wasn't, you know, I'm sick of hearing about separated families. Let me tell you, I had no choice. My son had no choice. We didn't walk to a door and say, okay, I'm going to pay you 10000 to walk through it and live on the other side. These people at the border are handing people money and handing them their children, and that is a choice. Right. Those families are separated by choice. I had no choice. And yet, the individual that did this has more rights than I do now? That's the crux of this. We're talking with Deborah Elkins. This is a Law Enforcement Today show, a very special edition, coming to you from the Federation of American Immigration Forum's annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event in Washington, D.C. We are broadcasting outdoors. We're going to take a short break when we return. There's so much more to the story you don't want to miss. So we'll be right back. Want to win great prizes in awesome contests? Who wouldn't want that? It's easy. Just sign up and subscribe for the Law Enforcement Today radio show email newsletter. We won't spam you. No more than two emails a week. I promise. 
All subscribers are automatically entered in all future contests. Sign up at letradioshow.com. Scroll down to the sign-up area. That's letradioshow.com. John discovered a cool new app, and he just can't put it down because it has millions of great podcasts, including Law Enforcement Today. So now you can listen anytime, anywhere, and also chat with John. It's called Podopolo. It's free on either app store, so join John there. Follow Law Enforcement Today and DM John when you do. That's Podopolo. Download it now. Return our conversation with Deborah Elkins on the Law Enforcement Today show. We are at the Federation of American Immigration Reform's annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire Radio Row event. Coming to you from outdoors, we are overlooking the U.S. Capitol building. There was a time where I had nothing but pride when I saw that building. Now I can't look at it the same way. Next to the, the Capitol building, you see the United States flag. I have a lot of pride in that flag. I don't have the same pride for the people in that building and what they represent. In my opinion, and this is my opinion, I don't say it often here, it's filled with con men and people who deflect and blame everybody else and, and no one, you know what reminds me of? Kindergarten. He did it, she made me do that. It's always somebody else's fault. No one says I did it. Unfortunately, your story involves the murder of your son, Josh, and the loser, and we're not gonna use his name, he was illegal immigrant, his parents were, were legalized immigrants. Yes. And he had the option to become one, but he chose a life of crime. Yes. And he was incarcerated in Middlesex County, New Jersey, before this incident. Yes, on three felony counts. So it wasn't like jaywalking? Uh, No, no. We have heard, we have been told that they were spousal abuse, child abuse, and a possible shooting of another individual. So he was in jail for in Middlesex County, New Jersey, for three violent felonies. Yes. Did they keep him? No. Um, they, if you, and this is the trick that nobody pays attention to, education here. If you have not been convicted of the crime, the, the sanctuary counties will let them out, walk free, bail free, if you have not been convicted. How in the world do you convict if you don't hold long enough to even arraign? Right. And I mean, if there's immigration detainers, they don't honor them either. They let him out 24 hours before the expiration of the ICE detainer. And this is not a unique story. This, this no. the, the part that really baffles me, and I want to scream to people, when are you going to wake up? and realize that this is happening and it's it's happening all over the United States not just one certain segment and it's done for purely political reasons that they don't even take into consideration the impact it has on families right because obviously there's no other way to put it we don't we don't matter that's exactly Having said that, I don't want to get on that little soapbox because if I get started, Deborah, I it'll get ugly for a I long time. <laughs> and I really don't want to dishonor and take time away from you and your story and your son's story and his loss and how it affected his, his children as well. So you found out your son was murdered, brutally murdered. Mm-hmm. The guy should have been in jail. Mm-hmm. You had to have bitterness when you found that out. Because I am the personality type I am, I haven't wasted my time on bitterness. I'm cause-driven. 
give me a cause and and I move. And I spent the first probably six months or so not knowing which end was up and not knowing what to do. But my cousin, who was a retired sheriff in Arizona, he said to me one day, he said, girl, you are the only voice that boy has left. Right. Step up and take over. And when Dale told me that, I knew I knew what I had to do. I didn't have a choice. Because if I don't say my voice, I tell my husband often, it's as if Josh is disappearing in our town. Everybody just assumes it's a drug deal gone bad. Nobody even asks for the truth. And the truth is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a drug deal gone bad. It doesn't matter if he was clean, which I'm glad he was. It doesn't matter if he's in throes of active addiction. The guy was murdered. And I'm a mother without right. a child. That's the part. Listen, as a cop, it it breaks my heart. It broke my heart to have to tell their parents that their child died of a drug overdose. Just as badly as if they were died in a car accident in another state. The impact on them was the Still same. Still their child. Having said that, I, I appreciate that you've got this cause. And I agree that you have a very, you've got a mission to I do. I am. I don't know that I could get over the anger. Uh, and, and quite honestly, I'm anger. I'm angry for you. I'm angry for the countless people this happened to, and I'm angry that we've been having this discussion. Not just you and I, but in the United States, we've been having a discussion for, I believe, at least the last ten, if not fifteen yes. years. Yes. When are they going to wake up? The administration that's there now is all blind, and the people that voted them in are all blind. They're uneducated. These people are voting the, these leaders in, and they're not even educating themselves. I mean, you've got friends and families. Before long, every family will be affected somehow. Yeah. Well, I don't know of a family that has not been touched by the opiate problem right. or the fentanyl problem. And who's causing Everybody's that? Everybody's got a death in, in, in their family, extended family or otherwise. This thing with the violent crime, it's equally as devastating. And while it may not be everyone, it's an awful lot of people that have been affected. But where are those drugs families. coming from? They're coming from across the border in there Mexico. You go. And it's the same people that are using the border crisis, which, by the way, the latest one in Del Rio, Texas, was created by the news media and yep. politicians. And then they have the nerve to deflect and blame the Border Patrol based on lies that never occurred. This is the kind of kindergarten stuff we're dealing with. In the meantime, people like you lose loved ones. Yes. So you've got this mission to try to put, and there's no closure, there's no making sense out of stuff that doesn't make sense, but you've got a mission to try to carry this message. How do you go about doing that? Listen, I just want, I don't want Josh's name to die, and I don't want another child's name on anyone's lips. So I, I am pushing for people to educate and people to pay attention to what's really going on. Are you a separated family by choice? Are you a separated family by, by total happenstance because of disasters like this? You know, I, I, I don't know if I have told you, but I had a congressman tell me that my son was just one person. When she read his story, they read it on the Senate floor last year, her response was, your son's just one person. Not just one person. My son was a person to me. He was a person to my husband. He was a person to my grandson. He was a person to his brother. It's not just one person. It affected our entire family. 
even if it's just one person, it's one person too many. It is. And the, the nerve of this congressperson to say that, uh, are they still in office? Yes, she is. See, that's the thing. People don't hear about this. Yeah. And the other thing is, that's why I believe so strongly what I do with the law enforcement today, radio show and podcast. It provide a platform for people to tell their stories because the news media doesn't do it. No, they don't want you to know. By the way, you're not court decision after court decision after court decision. The news media is not required to give you truth or facts. Their job is to get eyeballs on their story for advertisers, to make more revenue for the owners, whether it be print media, newspapers, television, social media, all these people. Clickbait, you know how that works? So they're not required to tell you that. He was one person, but he's one person represents thousands. And how many children he might have had? One of the things, I, I had a conversation with someone here this week in, I'm going to estimate, from 1980 until last year in Baltimore, we have an average of 250 murders a year. Some as high as three, 310, 315. You do the math, that's on average about 12,000 people have been murdered in the last 40 years in one American city. And that's not counting the amount of people that have been seriously maimed that survived. There are families that have two or three loved ones that have been killed. And it's all stemming, most of it stems from the drug gangs infiltrating neighborhoods. And most of those drugs come from Mexico. Right. Coming across the poorest border, and these politicians need to do their jobs. Before I get lost in that, Deborah, it's so easy to rant with you. And I'm not a ranter. I try not to be. I can't stand when I turn on social media and there's some guy in a car seat ranting in a video. I'm like, dear God in heaven, don't let me be that guy ever. You're actively involved in a lot of organizations. Where can people get more information about Josh's story, what you're doing, and how they can help, how they can get educated? My main source of support for myself and the, the only group that I'm currently a member of is Angel Families. They have been so, so supportive. Look up Angel Families on the web. You're going to see stories. You were quoting numbers. Since 9-11, there have been 65,000 documented deaths by illegal immigrants and we are currently seeing 25 a day nationwide think about what that number is going to do the more people that come across and if you look at say 65,000 multiply that by two parents yes you can add in let's just say one sibling and one child mm-hmm. so multiply the number by four and that's right. kind of people that have been negatively impacted then you add in the communities and how that has a devastating effect on them. So the website, one more time. It's Angel Families. It's on angelfamilies.org. And there's Angel Families on Facebook. Deborah, thanks so much for being a guest on the Law Enforcement Show. Very much appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today radio show. The Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show broadcast on numerous stations once a week and growing. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. See ya.